If you have ever been in a situation where you needed faith to release a miracle in your life, then you're going to want to hear what we're talking about here today on this podcast. Welcome to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, and I'm here with a great friend, uh, Pastor Claudude from Montreal, Canada. He has been raised up by God to do things that really the world would say is impossible, probably even a lot of other Christians would say impossible. And we want to speak into your life here today in a very important way because we believe there are situations in your life that seem impossible, that seem difficult, that only a supernatural power of God could uh, give you the breakthrough to see what you need in your life. And that breakthrough can come, and we believe it's through the faith, uh, confident, bold, strong faith that the God of the impossible loves to work through vessels that are open to be used by God. So uh, grateful to have you here with us, Pastor Claude. Uh, you have, uh, I wanted to get into your testimony briefly, but you have started a, uh, I would call it a supernatural, miraculous church in, in, a, in a country where there's, you know, less and less Christians and in a province, Quebec, where there's very few Christians to start with, in a city of Montreal where you know, even less, and there's an agnosticism and a, ag- agnes- uh, uh, what's the word, uh, getting angry at well, the, the it's gospel. actually a very anti-Christ culture. And, right, there you go. And you're in the middle of that, and yet instead of sort of like barely surviving, you know, you've started a thriving church with thousands and thousands, six, five, six, seven thousand mm-hmm. people that are uh, coming there, people saved every week and stuff like that. So I, I wanted to get you on this podcast because I think it really be important for our listeners to really understand, you know, h- how does somebody do the impossible? How does somebody... Uh, do that. And so that's where I'm going to go next. But first, uh-huh. to get to that place, you know, uh, you, I, don't know, I hope this doesn't sound rude. You're my good friend, but you'd probably be an unlikely candidate to do all that from your upbringing. You know what I mean? Uh, you oh, you, so, you so probably totally could have been dead or you probably could have been in jail. Absolutely. Now, I was born in a family uh, of uh, three or four generations of alcoholics, violent men, grew up yeah. in a house where much violence. There's a, there's a moment. I grew up with my my father being violent and beating on my mother and 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 even on, on us. And the we we didn't even know these these things so well back then. Those terms. But my dad would would today totally have been diagnosed bipolar. He was he was and and with the alcohol and so there's they I grew up with this and there's there's a moment that that in retrospect I remember where my. I was just 11 years, 11 years old, where my, the, the anger overcame my fear of my dad and he was beating on my mother at night. Mm-hmm. And back in those days we had, they would bring milk to us. We lived in a really poor area of the city and they, the milk was in glass bottles. And there was a moment, there's a day where all I would do is, is, is shake in my bed when he's, my dad's breaking everything and, and, and beating and, and, and being so threatening. But there's a moment where I, at 11 years old, and I believe it was spiritual back then, even the enemy just laying his hold on me, where I came out with a, a, a glass bottle and, and, and I broke it and told my dad, if you, if you don't stop beating on, on mom, you better kill me because if you don't, when you sleep, I'll, and, and I remember as a young man just using these words, I'll open you up like a fish. And, and and it was just say a, a crazy, insane moment. It just got from uh, 11, 12, just, just crazy. I became what I hated. I became an alcoholic myself, a drug addict myself. And my mother um, would work, began working with a lady who I still know today was a Christian, beginning witnessing to her. And and my mom just, just thought of me. And she said, my mom wasn't a woman of faith at all back then. But... Uh, 
through through those that relationship, I ended up in, in in a church service, first church service I've ever heard, and and heard the gospel. Heard, so and 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 came to God. I remember leaning up, weeping, and um, leaning into my pocket. I had a knife in the pocket, and uh, and I had a, a flask, empty flask of whiskey in the other, and just just knelt there. And the only way I can describe it is when I got back up. I didn't even know this, those scriptures by then, but all things passed away, all things becoming new. So I was born in the kingdom supernaturally. And and over over the months that followed, God broke, began to break every um, dependency that I had and, and a drug addiction and, 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 and actually deposited a, a, a calling on my heart, but that was so totally unlikely. I was doing janitoring in the small church and I remember having this this thought of, of of serving God and of speaking for God and weeping and, but but nobody looked at me and thought this uh, that guy is going to be. Mothers were hiding their daughters in church when I when I showed up, and and I I took a class. It was a homiletics class, which I teach now in our Bible college, but it was in French in Montreal, and the pastor who was teaching it is still alive today. I know I know him well, and he asked us at the end of the semester. I'm I'm just newly saved to do a five minute sermon. So I didn't my actually I I went over time, which which is still a problem. <laughs> so I but I, I did my seven minutes with all my heart just just gave it all I had. And I, when it was over, he took me aside. We had coffee, a little coffee break. This is like 10 students. And and he began to explain to me and he said, you know, some some people, because of where they come from, they began to explain to me, you shouldn't, you shouldn't think anymore of speaking in public because of the way you talk, because of your whole, uh, everything I was. He said, you know, you, you, you could serve God in so many other ways. He says, what do you do? I said, I said, well, I do janitoring in the tree. He says, that's good. That's good. You, could, you, you should do that. And I actually said, if you, if you love Quebec, you should, people like you should bar from their mind the idea of becoming a preacher. You you just do, you would just do more harm than good. And that Sunday, I was so I was brokenhearted. And I went to church that Sunday and I asked an elder in our church and I said, I told him the whole story. I said, he, he said, so I said, what do you think? What do you, you think I could? And he goes, he goes, Ugh. but he says, you know, he says in the Old Testament, uh, God even spoke through a donkey. <laughs> oh, man. So that was his word of life. Is, uh, so, so, so supernatural living just by faith and just whatever we are, God made us and sustains us. And and if someone's watching and thinking, I'm not, I'm underqualified, or I, uh, words were spoken over you, over your life. You have to 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 hear what God says about you, and you have to to trust only in what God says about you. He he's the only he he has the ultimate word uh, over you. Don't accept any other tag, any other name that what God and destiny that what God has prepared for you. You know, it's it's a it's a kingdom version of rags to riches. You know, uh, the rags to riches in the American culture is mm-hmm. usually somebody who's born into poverty and um, lacking in some area and pulling themselves up by their bootstraps and making their own life happen. And then that story is to everybody. So, so you can, you can do that as well in the kingdom of God. It's a little bit different. It's not, you know, you didn't just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. you got some supernatural assistance there. Uh, what, in, I don't know if the ingredients is the right word I'm looking for here, but that's best I can come up with. What, or what elements, things would you say 
were part of God doing the work in your life? What what ingredients took you from your background, your history, your hurts and wounds, and then hearing those words over you spoken? How did you get through that to to where now you're the richest part in the kingdom of riches mm-hmm. is your soul winner. You have probably one of the largest churches in Canada and certainly probably the most thriving Bible school. Mm-hmm. You're reaching, uh, you know, hundreds of yeah, churches we, planted around the French speaking world. Yeah. Uh, you've spoken at probably a hundred nations around the world. That's a big gap from that. What went into that and how did that happen? Well, that's a wide, that's a wide that's a qu- question. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big uh, question. Uh, I, I would say though, that at the beginning, uh, God led me to, that there's, and again, he's, I am still friends with him, that there's a family who took me in and um, they, they had no TV. They stayed in a mobile home and I was just a young Christian and I lived with them for about a year. And they, they taught me to pray. They taught me to be in the word. They taught me and they, so, so I could retrace so much uh, to, the, to those moments, but it, to, the, to that one year, but the the element of a profound sense of depending on God. I never felt, uh, I never, and, and if anything now, um, after all these years of ministry, um, I feel more God dependent and in need of supernatural fruit in my life every day than, and, and, and honestly, I, I, I've, I've hungered and thirst for God my whole life. And, and, and there's all these dynamics of fasting and prayer that, that, that were developed and, and being in the word and, and, and being, being privileged by God and blessed by God to be uh, around men of God like your father. I mean, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing for me to be here in a studio with you um, for, for your audience. Uh, as a 21-year-old coming out of Bible school, they... I was invited to to be your father's interpreter from English into French. And if you can believe this, all these years later, he actually felt a, a leading from God to come and spend five weeks in Quebec on a bus traveling from city to city. And and actually um, being unqualified and, and nobody seeing any that much in me, um, I found out later on how I was chosen to be his interpreter. Um, there was a, a, I can name the, the movement, but it was a, a very large Pentecostal movement, and they had a ministerial to decide who's going to be the interpreter. I wasn't there, just came out of Bible school, and I was preaching for five years. I preached over a thousand messages to 40 people or less, small, small, just preaching my heart at that. And, 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 and uh, they had the big meeting, I wasn't there, and they had this big discussion who's going to be. Uh, so if there's so, so much division, then when they would name one man, this well-known pastor, there's a group that would say, well, if it's him, we're not participating. And then they would name another one. No, if it's him and somebody in the back, which I still know who, who that is, he's still alive and I, I thank him. But somebody in the back said, hey, what about that, that Claude guy? He, he, he's so unknown. He has no enemies yet. So my claim to fame, my, my claim to fame was my insignificance. Uh, but in the purposes of God, I mean, it'd be that, that, that meeting with your father. And then here we are 40 years later and, and the friendship developed and, and preaching them square church all the years. And then knowing you, that what an amazing thing for me to be on the board of world challenge and to be here and to see from generation to to generation so so the the to be the idea of the supernatural fruit of god in our lives that depending on the god never losing the sense of depending on him 
the, the thirsting, the, the hungering, and the, the thirsting uh, for the Lord. The actually the, the, the idea that we can have a lot of, of leaves, but Jesus is still hungry for, he's looking through the leaves. I'm, I've been, I preached this last week at our church mm-hmm. in Mark 11. He's looking through the fig tree, the leaves, and he's actually looking, he's hungry, and he's looking for supernatural fruit. And that has been, I, I didn't even have that theology back then, but the, the absolute sense of conviction that I, can, I can't, unless God, at the beginning it was, unless God helps me one more day, I, I, I can't stop drinking. I can't stop the violent temper that I had, the, 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 the insane uh, anger, fits, and rage that would lay hold of me. I can't stop using. I can't stop that that bitterness. I had dreams of bitterness and hatred, and so so that it was such a deep sense of unless God brings that supernatural fruit in me, and then through the years of ministry, to me that's one of my the greatest battle in ministry. I, I've addressed thousands of pastors face to face. The greatest battle in ministry is, is losing that sense of because after a while. We can study, we can preach, we can know how, we can uh, we have giftings, we have talents, but but Jesus is hungry for supernatural fruit that transcends even our 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 human cycles. The 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 passage in in, in Mark, if I if yes, I can read it, yeah, Gary. Yeah, in Mar- I'm curious how how hunger gets the supernatural. Yeah, in Mark in Mark eleven, um, the, the there's this um, this moment where where the, it says Jesus was hungry. Uh, verse 12, the next day they come out of Bethany. He was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see it if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. But it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, he's speaking to the, to the fig tree, let no one eat uh, fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. And and I believe that Jesus is still hungry for for us as his, as his people and as his servants. I know there's a lot of leaders watching this podcast. Still hungry. He's still he, he he's the only one who can go through all the leaves uh, and and look in our hearts for supernatural fruit. Um, the, the it wasn't a season for the fig tree in the na- in the natural cycles of what the fig tree could produce. It wasn't a season. So so the the. The natural seasons in our lives, and to me, it represents our our own ability, our talents, our capacity. After a while, our knowledge, our know-how. I, I've preached probably five thousand times in my life, so you, there's you, you've learned things, and we have our theology. And now they, with media and everything else, there can be so much leaves, and 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 most and and people even around us sometimes can't see the difference between the leaves and a lot of leaves going around. And Jesus finds his way and he's looking for fruit that we cannot produce in our natural cycles with my talent, my ability, with my homiletics, with my, my giftings, with my personality, my charisma, whatever, whatever's in me and my experience, my expertise. He's looking for supernat- the supernatural, a supernatural piece. He's looking to produce in us a supernatural peace, a supernatural joy, a supernatural courage, supernatural capacity to forgive. Now the chapter, the, the, this is preceding the, cleans, the cleansing of the temple. And he did it at the beginning of his ministry and the end of his ministry. So, so there's the idea of a, the, 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 the turning over of tables in our lives. 
at the beginning and at the end of the ministry. She walks in temple, turns over the tables. My house will be a house of prayer. And if you're not, and, and, and again, very known language, very common language to us, but my house shall be a house of prayer, but you made it a den, a den of thieves. It's the idea, it, 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 the profound idea that without that communion, that dependence, that seeking for supernatural uh, fruit, we're actually stealing. We're stealing from people what God want, would want to give them. That's why the disciples heard it. I pray that I hear it every day, that Jesus still says, let no one eat of that fruit, of that tree again. Let no one eat of a church with foliage and no fruit. Let no one eat of preaching that is, that is, that is, that might be even very sound doctrinally, but without that, that, that pouring out of life. Let no one hear of dry, uh, let, let no one eat of a fruit of dry hearts with, with, without that flow, supernatural compassion. That's beyond ours. Uh, even in, in, in our in our present situation with the with the COVID and, and all the nations and, and everything that's going on and and the barrage of anger on on the on the media uh, social media, uh, God is looking for 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 the church, for us, to to shine with supernatural fruit, and and I I've been I've been in that, this is not in legalism or it's just deep conviction. That unless I'm my I'm in, I'm returning to the house of prayer in my own life for the supernatural fruit, I'm I'm thieving, I'm robbing my wife of the husband that should be walking in spiritual fruit. I'm robbing my kids of the father and my grandkids of the grand uh, of the grand grandpa that that need that needs to walk in supernatural. I'm, I'm I'm robbing the leaders I'm developing. I'm robbing our church. I'm robbing myself and the kingdom of God of the destiny God has called me to be and to accomplish. So, so for me, the overturning of tables in our lives has to be a continual process. Uh, a continual seeking. Every season in our lives, there's, there's a, he did, he, he cleansed the temple at the beginning, he cleansed it at the end. There, there's never going to be a season where I, I am not called to overturn tables again overturn tables and go back to the house of prayer and hear his voice says, let no one eat of that foliage without fruit. That, that no one hear that, that, that tree uh, again. You know, for the 25th, and I'm not going to name any names, but for the 25th anniversary of our church a few years ago, we're 28 years old, we had been blessed and, and, and just, just a fa- uh, at that time, so blessed to, during the year we had get different speakers. You came and Pastor Carter came and spoke. But that year, we had booked dates and we, the whole weekend, whole uh, two-day conference with, with what was then one of the, if not the most well-known apologetics teacher and author in the world. And we're so blessed that he's coming. And during that, that for the, that same 25 years, we had another month in the fall where if I was to name back then the pastor of pastors, the leader of the largest movement of churches and just... He, he was coming. And that summer of the 25th, I was preaching in Times Square Church. And in the afternoon, uh, after preaching the service at Times Square Church, I went just and sat in the audience in a church in New York City that back then was the, it was the thing happening. And all three of these great men of God had, were there because there, there was a seasons in their lives where they sought the fruit and they were walking. 
And, and there was so much going on. So, because this is the, the chapter of the Hosannas and the crowds and the, this is the, this is the worship videos with 50,000 people and everything is just so, so outwardly amazing. And the books are coming out and, but it's obvious now without any judgment or earns, it's obvious that there were some tables in these men's lives that they stopped overthrowing. That they stopped overturning. That that they they stopped at one point in their lives overturning the tables. So they 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 stopped just leaning, depending, and 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 seeking for supernatural fruit. And you can go, and they they could last on the mercy of God and on talent and gifting and momentum for so many years. And I'm not speaking of their salvation, or I'm not speaking, but they're each of these in each of these stories now. There's so much harm, so much hurt. So much tears, and there's vast portions of the testimony that that have been that have been spoiled and soiled. So the disciple and his disciples heard it. So how I, I I'm 59 years old. So and this morning we had devotion with an 80 year old man, not 79 years old, who's totally on fire, the president of the of the Board of World Challenge, Barry McGuire. And I, and I sat there just, just, I was weeping actually from a part of his speech. Uh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing Jesus say, I'm looking through, for, don't, I'm not impressed with your foliage and your leaves. Uh, I'm looking today for supernatural fruit. And if your heart is, is, if your heart is open, I want to still show you tables that have to be overturned. There's tables that have to be uh, overturned. The, the the very next passage is on whatever you ask in, in faith. Say to that mountain, but then watch your heart. All about all about offenses. It, you know, it's it's whatever is right after the, right after the fig tree. Have faith. Verse twenty three. Surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, "Be removed, be cast into the sea," does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He he will have whatever he says. Verse twenty five. And whenever you stand praying and you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may, that may also forgive you your trespasses. You do not, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So, so one table to be careful to continually overturn is the table of offenses in our lives. So, so, so that whole depending on supernatural fruit and, and not being not being fooled by, not believe our own leaves, not be fooled by our own foliage. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, this, people don't know hearts. They, they, I love this, this short passage in, 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 this, in the same chapter where uh, it says that Jesus went, uh, just trying to find a reference. Uh, yeah, in verse 11, I mean, the, the scene is so incredible. This is the Hosanna moment. He's walk, coming into Jerusalem and the crowds are shouting and this is, and he went into Jerusalem and into the temple, and when he had looked around at all things, he the crowd is enthralled, and but he's got his eyes fixed on the temple. These different, all our ministries with, with these these public amazing moments, he knows all around, all about our hearts, our temple. Am I am I going to allow him in? Am I going to allow him to to shine his light and to say that table needs to be overturned? There's some. I, I feel there's some tables in my life that are perpetual. Uh, I was battling some of the f- f- anger or other things in my case. There's some things that's in your, your personality and your, that, that's in your ethos. But I believe that with each season 
of life and ministry, there's also new tables to overturn. That wasn't a, it wasn't a challenge when I was 20, 30, 40. It is one now. And, and, and again, referring this morning, the devotion we had, the whole idea of, of finishing well, the whole idea of never stopping, never stop overthrowing the tables, never stop hearing him say, I'm looking for supernatural fruit in your life. And, and, and frankly, in the very last days of the very last days, I believe that's, that's, it's a question of survival. One, one, one secular uh, quote that I love that, that I read from a leader during the beginning of the pandemic, Warren Buffett said, when talking about the pandemic, when the tide goes out, you're going to see who was swimming naked. <laughs> so the, the, I've done a lot of crisis leadership podcasts since the beginning of the, the pandemic and and people say, well, I often say, well, the, the crisis molds you, or I find that the crisis reveals us. It reveals, uh, the foliage won't do. In this season of ministry, the foliage, the, 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 the we, we, we were in Quebec um, 15 months without having a church door open and, rely, and, and building the plane in, in flight, going online and, 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 and and this, the deep sense, standing alone in, in an empty church, speaking into a camera, and the deep sense that unless Holy Spirit ministers and brings conviction and, and touches and ministers to people's lives, all of it is noise. It's just foliage. It's just, it's just leaves. And, and having through the year uh, water baptisms of people, we had one last Sunday, dozens of people getting baptized, where of people that, were saved online that never stepped foot in our church. But somehow, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the, the supernatural fruit hitting their hearts, bringing them to Christ, and then responding. Very moving for us to see people coming into the building for the first time. And they've been following us for a year online and, and being discipled online. and being So the idea of, of, of in every generation, but I believe in this, in this present day, um, the church and, not, and ourselves as leaders, and as a man, husband as a dad as a just see the seeking of the supernatural fruit is absolute powerful word uh, this was blessing my heart as i hear you say that um i know you're you teach preaching and homiletics and i'm hearing you take this and i know you have you're strong in application uh, so as i look at the, the the leaves the foliage and then i look at the tables to be overturned how, how do we deal with those so 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 somebody's listening to us and go like yeah i kind of got some foliage I think I'm putting on a, you know, I, I guess my, for some reason, my mind went to like a husband who's yeah. like, you know, a good Christian man. I go to church and, you know, in front of the crowds, I treat my wife well. And, uh, you know, I, my kids are these shining examples, but inside they're like, like, like you're talking about anger. And so that would be, that would be foliage, right? That'd be an out external. Uh, and then how, how, how do you help a man or a woman who's, who's actually finding themselves Exactly. They're going like, man, Pastor Claude, you're, well, it, you're hitting it, me over the head with a hammer here with this word. It, it's, it's quite amazing you, you, you use that specific example because um, there's no way anybody can know who I'm talking about. But I've, de um, I've, I've dealt with men in our church this particular year who are good standing Christian businessmen in our church. And if you saw them on, on, on Sunday, this, everything's fine. But 
the whole 15 months without going to church, the in Quebec, we were confined. People were confined to their homes and working from home. These guys who every day would go seven in the morning, go to work. And now we're working from home and, and the proximity and, and, and the revealing. And I, I'm, I, I'm thinking of a man I, I, I spent an hour with recently who broke in my office and said, I, I, nobody would know, but I became so angry with my wife. And, and there's things that I've said in the last, in the last six, eight months. And also confessing that um, there's, there's nothing. There's a, he's a real sports fan. This is very practical stuff. There's no sports. There's nothing in, in Quebec. No hockey. There's no, and, and started watching, starting with, with just series, HBO series, but had not had a problem with pornography for years. But one thing, and 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 going to church not there, and going to his men's groups not there, and we he he didn't like the the the, the Zoom so, um, small groups were so, so. This season became a season where where the foliage was thick; nobody would see anything. But he was so so. I sp- he 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 was called by God to reverse some tables, and and I believe the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, will guide us into all truth. Uh, I don't believe that he, 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 that the Holy Spirit only guides us into doctrinal truth. He, if a man or woman search me, O God, and then you know seek my, heart. so so I, I let him, and we 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 connect, and I connect him with some men too. Where, where, he, have you? It's just asking God, show me, and and what needs to be reversed, and what needs to be, and he actually he's doing the steps. We're, we're in the process now. Um, he said, is this a good guy? But he said, I never, I don't remember asking my wife forgiveness. We have our little fights and everything's okay. And I, he says, he says, I give a little slap on the, I give her a kiss on the neck and we, we work it out. But felt led to overturn that, to use that language, that the arrogance, the pride. He says, I'm talking about probably over 25 years of marriage, asking forgiveness, telling his wife, I'm watching bad stuff. You need to help me. Overturn the table of pride. Overturn the table to speak to me. To say, I'm going to talk to my, he says, you don't know how many months I've been battling with this. And just opening his heart. Um, recognizing that he had lost prayer in his life. I believe the Holy Spirit's so faithful. He's so incredibly faithful. And he's actually even more than the Paracletos comforter. He's a creator. He goes over what's without form and void still and can create. So, so, leading him and leading our men and leading our church into actually, I believe the Holy, you can ask the Holy Spirit, create in me what's, what's dead now, what the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So the, the, I believe the Holy Spirit is more, he's right there to show us and to speak to us and to even shock us. Like for him, the, the, the pride that was in his own heart and the, the anger that he was capable of shocked him. And, and I just helped him get on the pursuit of, I'm not living anymore with just the foliage and the and the leaves. So so for him it became and he's doing it at his level. I was back in church because we were allowed back uh, gradually. But he he connected with a group of men. He changed stuff on his computer. He committed to to uh, not watching and asking his wife and this and and you know if you ask your wife to help you not watch bad stuff. 
you're going to have a fateful warrior with you. But most men, we don't want to do it. So, so, so to me, the, the, I believe if we surrender even our weak will and our weak to the Holy Spirit, he's a spirit of truth. He'll shine it. He'll, he'll show it. And then he's also the only one who makes us capable of. We, without the Holy Spirit, I'm not a promise keeper. I'm a promise breaker. I just keep, but, but with the Holy Spirit, writing his laws on our hearts and, and, and giving strength day to day, uh, this table is going to be overturned. He, he was, he had some very, very, very deep offenses in his life that he had kept and get, and, and through this, this season, um, he, he's faced with them just saying, yeah. I'd close the shop on this, but this is still a, so, so overturning tables, uh, by the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I th I'm catching the drift, what you're saying. And it's, I think it's really profound. And, and really, I think what you're saying is the, the, the foliage and the tables are kind of almost one and the same. It's like, Absolutely. Yeah. You're turning a table over and that's almost like pulling a leaf away. And yeah, well, so, well, so to Jesus me, the, is tying the, these two things in the, together. The overturning the tables are the only, and, and returning to the house of prayer and releasing the offenses are the only way for God to produce supernatural fruit in us. If I don't turn the tables at, that he's showing me day to day and year to year, and, I mean, we're in ministry. So there's, there's tables of pride. There's tables of ambition. There's table. Uh, when you get to our age, we're, we're, we're young and fresh, but we have a few years under our belt, tables of comparison. This is, this is a season in life with, with media and ministry where everything is about how many views, how many likes, who's following, how many followers on your YouTube chain. All, all so, so the the sin and 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 trap of comparison is insanely dangerous. It's a poison. So there's there's tables of of, of ambition. There's tables of in this last uh, almost two, 18 years of the pandemic. There's a table of all the plans that I had. All the, the, what we had lined up, how we did ministry, what I had planned, the two of us, trips that we prepared, conferences, lined up, this is the next step, this is the, so, so the surrendering and the, I'm overturning the tables of my timetables, my plans, my, uh, this is my agenda, this is where I'm supposed to be at this time in my life, uh, of comparison, of, so, so as I overturn the tables, I believe supernatural, and return myself to the house of prayer um the 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 this is one rendering of the turning over the, uh, of the cleansing of the temple but in john and in matthew when he does there's a beautiful scene where he overturns the table my house and the fig the fig tree episode is there too and my house shall be a house of prayer but you made it a den of thieves you're robbing people of of them enjoying and 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 receiving from the flow of my spirit and when he does, the Bible says the, there's crippled men and a blind men that come and he heals them. And then children, they begin to worship God because of the great things they're seeing. So the, the younger generations in our church, our sons, daughters, and second, and th the generations around us that, that are, that are they're, they're sinking in, in, in this, this swamp of, of of sin and media and, and internet and everything else, all just bombarding them on all sides. Um, I teach homiletics, but my cute outlines and, 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 and well-crafted points with all the importance that, that can be there. 
they need to experience God. They need, I need, I still believe that as I acknowledge that I don't want to just be foliage, I, 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 I need to overturn the table, allow him to come in, that as God ministers supernaturally, the supernatural fruit, that's the only way younger generations will experience God. I, I, I was doing a podcast with over with large group of, of young and uh, youth pastors and young adults pastors. You're going to stand in front of young adults in 2021. It, it has to be an impact in their spirit, in their minds, in their hearts, and the conviction and the work of the Holy Spirit. Only as the tables are overturned, that supernatural fruit emerges. Mm-hmm. And, and young generations that experience God. You, you could probably, with all the stuff that you, you all the, the thousands of messages you heard, but you can remember moments as a young person where the Holy Spirit impacted your life, and that stays. Those, though, that the sound of of I, I, no, there's no legalism in me, and that it's just a pursuit. The I want to hear the sound of children and young people, and all in our church, praising God for the wondrous things that He's doing as tables are overturned. Beautiful. The um, what I'm taking away from this is. You know, we started by asking, how how do you come from the background you did into being mightily used of God, supernatural things coming? And I like where you went. It's an interesting, you know, it's kind of like a teaching of Jesus. Like, you know, you ask a question, you get a parable. Hmm. And I ask you a question about how, how do you get from where you were to to being used so mightily of God? And, and you took us to the Word of God. Number one, I thank you for that because I always think hmm. that's the best source of power. Um, but Correct me if I'm wrong. What I hear you saying is, what may have taken you there, where God could honor you and and be, cause you to bear fruit, would be that you're willing to allow Him to overturn the tables, and that secondly, that you wouldn't, you just can't abide in the false leaves. You know, you just you're not going to live off that. And that would that be your if you were to give a word of encouragement yeah. to listeners to say, yeah. okay, Pastor Claude, how, how can I? Go from where I am now to to get rid of these tables and yeah. get rid of these these fig leaves, so to speak, uh, that are covering me. I, I preached this message recently to to the leaders of our church, the staff and leaders, but then to the whole church, because to me that's not a past, it's not a ministry thing. Oh. It's so so every man or woman watching this podcast, any Christian can can stop and and, and there's a a holy refusal. Uh, there's a sense every day of saying the honesty to say, yeah, well, I, I, I mean, the title of my message in French, uh, the English uh, was, my message was, I will not be a dried up fig tree. It's a long title, but I will not be, je ne serai pas un figuier desséché. I will not be a dried up fig tree. And in church looking at me, that's how we started. So there's a holy refusal as a husband, as a mom, as a young Christian, all in my business and everything I do. I, I'm not just going to be foliage, and and I I want I want to bear supernatural fruit. The sense of actually praying, I want to answer Jesus' Jesus's hunger. He's still hungry to manifest His power. He's, he's still hungry to manifest His glory in us in everyday life. He to so so Lord, I will not go through the rest of this pand- uh, pandemic with just foliage. I and there's some t- so show me 
the tables that need uh, that need to be reversed. And the Holy Spirit is so present, so powerful, and He, I, I believe, there's never a shortage of Him showing us. And and where we miss it is is also there's no shortage of Him giving you the power to turn the table. It's not by our own strength, but I, I this is a holy refusal, and I will turn. But show me the tables that need to be turned day to day. I'm going to come, and in a very practical way, you. You would decide to 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 switch. I mean, count the hours you've watched series uh, uh, on Netflix or whatever, and 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 not in a legalistic way. But I will I will join a group where we're praying together. I will watch. I'm I'm doing morning devotionals with our church, and uh, I will I will I will plug in a World Challenge podcast and and feed my spirit. I will I I I will. As church are, are opened again, I will come. I will join in. I will open up to others. I will, but but the holy refusal. I will not be a dried up fig tree. I'm not living my life just as just to have the foliage. As long as everybody thinks I'm okay, well, Jesus sees through it. So He's coming right to our hearts and His His desire to manifest the supernatural. I will not. I will not thieve. I I, I don't want to rob. The people around me, I don't want to rob myself of the supernatural fruit that God wants to give me. And I will, uh, by the grace of God, I'm hearing him. I'm his disciples. I'm hearing his call. And, and as we turn, as I turn the tables, I'm standing and believing for, for that fruit to be in my life and actually believing for people around me to, to, to bless God and, and to, to praise God at the marvelous things you will do as we turn tables together. Man, thank you, Claude. You're welcome, Gary. It's really good. It's great, great being with you again. And um, you? Uh, your book, Increase Our Faith, it's available at our World Challenge uh, bookstore at worldchallenge.org. And uh, that was one. that's the first book we put out sort of as we reopened up our bookstore mm. and people have been uh, getting it and uh, super increased in their faith by it. And that's, uh, that's uh, I think if somebody's hearing what you're saying today, if they get the book, that will take them more in depth into what you're saying about uh, it's yeah. faith releases that supernatural. Yeah, uh, I, I wrote the book during a a a forty day of fasting and prayer, uh, and um, uh, if 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 what we spoke about today uh, hits something in your heart, found an echo in your heart, I think that book will actually take you step by step into that that dimension of seeking a supernatural. It's yeah, really good. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it so much. You're welcome. I love God you. Bless. Love you too, buddy. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting.